The swim like no one's watching comes from dance like no one's watching. Welcome to the award-winning Champions Mojo, hosted by two world record holding athletes and health, life, and leadership coaches. Be inspired as you listen to Conversations with Champions. And now, your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Palace, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, Maria Parker, and my wonderful sister-in-law. Hey, Maria. Hey, Kelly. Today, we are going to talk about the fun subject of how we can do better as swimmers if we swim like no one's watching. (laughs) That sounds terrifying. (laughs) Okay, so... The reason that this is an important topic is it started with a conversation that I had with my master swimming coach, BJ Graham, and we were talking about how when we're swimming in practice, when one is swimming in practice, you tend to just be a little more loose, a little more fluid and Mm -hmm. what had recently happened with me is I had, we had done a set of six 500 freestyles in practice. Mm. And it was descend your time on the first three. And then you take a break and you descend your time on the next three and you add equipment to make yourself go faster. Well, on the first, wait, wait, what is that descend your time? Descend your time. So on the first three, you have no equipment. So it's just like you're swimming in a race, but no equipment. And you descend the time is so I went six, 12 on my first 500, 602 mm. on my second 500. And I went 547 on my third 500. And this so are is, you sandbagging the first one? No, you descend it. You're deliberately wanting to go faster. You just deliberately so you, want to go faster. So you, do you, does that mean you deliberately go slow, a little bit easy the first yes, time? Yes, you definitely, okay, okay, you're kind of right. warming up into it you. and you're descending you. your time. And then the next three, we added equipment like fins and paddles so you could go faster. So the idea was to go faster and faster on all For six all of them. six, wow. So the reason this conversation came up was the next weekend I had a swim meet and I swam a 548 in the 500 free. in a meet from a dive with a tech suit with no traffic in my lane. Oh, and set that I swam the 547 in practice on was in traffic. I was with five other people in our lane in a small lane, wavy as heck, shallow pool. So the question came up was how did I swim faster in practice? Than I did when I went to a meet. And so I said, I swim differently in practice than I do in a meet. Why is and that? so, and the reason is, and so BJ said, he said, I think I do too. So I think when we get in a meet and we think that people are watching, we tend to, one could tend to try to have higher elbows or but prettier turns or a prettier (laughs) stroke. It's like, I think maybe people could relate to this. There's running ugly, or you just, you're, you're laughing ugly, you're Mm. swimming ugly. So the point was that in 
a practice, I swim more straight armed. I'm just, I tend to just let go. I'm not worried that I'm going to die. So in a meet, I'm more conservative because if I die and I, everybody sees the piano fall on me, that will be embarrassing. Mm. But in practice, it doesn't matter. That was the first part of this conversation that really made me think this is something we need to talk about because Mm. then I thought back to the time of watching Kurt Dixon swim underwater. So Kurt Dixon, who has been on the show and is just an amazing swimmer, 95 national titles and tons of records. And Kurt is an incredibly successful distance swimmer. I was in a meet with him last fall and we happened to swim in the same heat of the 1500 and we were cooling down in, in the warm down pool. And I asked Kurt if I could swim underneath him and watch his stroke. I was like, what is he doing underwater? So I got down took a big, deep breath, sunk down to the bottom of the pool. And he swam a couple of lengths over top of me. And when I was right underneath him looking up and his stroke was not perfect. It was very loose and fluid. And he had a little bit of a crossover underneath his body and he didn't finish every stroke out to his hip, but I could tell this was the difference. His stroke didn't look beautiful, but I could tell that he was so comfortable in the water and very used to how to make himself strong in the water that it works for him. So that was the second thing where I was like, wow, Kurt Dixon doesn't have a perfect stroke, but man, he knows how to move. And so Kurt swims a lot alone. Remember he said he does all his training alone. So I thought, So when he gets in a meet, he probably doesn't care. He probably swims just like he swims in practice. That was second big swimmer where I saw that they're swimming like no one's watching. Just they don't care. And then Jordan Crooks this past week just went 17-9 in the 50 free. So think about that for a second. Up and back (laughs) in 17 seconds. So Unbelievable. Look at your... Yeah. yeah, and I know it, ta- it takes me 25 just to get up. <laughs> yeah, so it takes me 17 seconds to get on the block. So he swims a complete straight arm almost to the point of being hyperextended where his arms aren't just straight. They're flipped out in the opposite direction of straight, wow. not bent like you normally swim, but like right. hyperextended. Very unusual looking stroke, stroke but... If someone had said to him, oh, you need to get higher elbows or whatever, like he, he wouldn't be as fast as he is. And so I think the point of this is to say the term swim, like no one's watching for me, it just, it means to be comfortable, be able to maintain what you're doing and not always do what everyone says that you need to be doing. Oh, another, the reason this topic had been speaking to me was when one is doing backstroke, your head is the center line and you are supposed to put your hand in, put your pinky down. Mm. Generally the pinky goes in first, even with the shoulder or Mm. even outside of the shoulder. But I was watching the ACC Women's Swimming Championships and I watched the winner of the consolation final and they had an incredible camera view of this woman swimming. I think she went 
153 in the 200 back, which is an incredibly fast time. She was crossing over so much. It looked almost like she was doing oh, an odd stroke. Like what? Like, is she joking around that she is hmm. crossing over so badly? But it worked for her, Maria. And she was swimming like no one was watching. Maria, I've now talked about all this and I want your newness to master swimming to let me know what are you thinking and what is your takeaway from hearing swim like no one's watching? Well, I, when you first started talking about it, I thought, yeah, how many times have I been in a foot race running and I saw somebody who just had the most horrific gait, just like their arms are everywhere and they're, and they're crushing it. They're killing me. So I think they're, Swimming is a very technique heavy sport and getting your technique, I assume will eventually get you little bits and little bits faster. But I think also there's, there's personal variations. And so when I hear you talk about, it, I'm thinking, well, we have to walk that line. And as we've interviewed these people over the years, some people really seem to have perfect and beautiful technique and other people have a little something that's a little different and they're still incredibly fast. And so I suppose technique is like, like people there's, there's differences. And if you lose the feel or the fun or the, the, your combinate your feel of the water or the way you interact the water, because you're thinking so hard about getting your, whatever your pinky in the right spot, then of course, you're not going to be as fast. You're going to be a head case. You're going to be in your head. You're not going to be, I mean, you're not going to be a great swimmer. And I think even if you like, probably if you look at fish or dolphins or whatever, probably some slight variations, the way each one interact with the water. So I think for somebody like me, I have so much technique to learn that. I mean, I'm always, I'm always swimming as if someone's watching because I'm very much in my head thinking about what I need to be doing better, but I can see getting to the point where you're pretty good and really enjoying swimming where you just need to swim as fast as you can, the way you naturally would. So I guess there's a line there. It's probably the same with golf or any sport where there's a lot of technique and you better get the technique right, at least mostly right. But then after that, your body's going to do it a little differently. Yes, Maria, beautiful, beautiful takeaways and observations there. Yeah, it's, we just want people to swim and not worry about what they look like. When I was the coach at the University of South Carolina, I had a sprinter who had it was right on the border of being super fast in the hundred free. And she wanted to have a beautiful stroke and I just wanted her to like, let go. And she never could. So it's not just about being fast, but also enjoying it, just enjoying it. And we just interviewed Clyde Akbar and Clyde didn't care. That was one of the one <laughs> takeaways that we yeah. loved that Clyde doesn't care that he's not the fastest or that his start might not be what he wants or that his stroke might not be, but he's having fun. So I think yeah. that's, I would love to, maybe we'll print out a t-shirt that says swim like no one's watching, yeah. because yeah. I, I feel like that's a freeing thing, whether you're experienced, you're inexperienced, doesn't mean don't work on technique. We can always right. work on technique, but it, it means don't get hung up on it. And yeah. then this is the part I really wanted to have a discussion with you about Maria is that I love the saying, what you do when no one's watching is when real character is shown. And yep. so it's not saying 
oh, if no one's watching me, then I'm going to do all my breaststroke turns and all my butterfly turns with one hand, a one hand touch. But it's saying, I am trusting that what I'm doing by myself is benefiting me. And so what are your thoughts on that, on building character in the quiet and in the well, alone? I mean, that's, that is so true. It's if we're doing things only to impress others or because we think somebody's judging us, then it isn't something that we have ingrained in us. So I love that. I love that concept. That is what character is like. Are you, are you getting up in the morning to work out even if your partner's not doing it or your nobody's expecting you? Are you, what you do that comes from inside you and that whether or not you're getting applause or check marks from somebody else is the most important thing. I really like that. And I love that also the swim, like no one's watching comes from dance. Like no one's watching. It's like, don't be self-conscious. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You got to find that line. It's like, do the right thing, do the right thing for the right reasons and do it with a freedom and a joie de vie that work. That's going to, that's going to connect you to your, to your divine. I think that's, Um, I love it, it, Marie. So now if you see, or if I say to you, so I'm like, no one's watching, what is that going to trigger in you? Yeah. I'm going to feel freer to, to, to just go all out and have fun and do, and not worry about being judged by other people in the pool or even by Jim, who I, who I often swim with. Like, I'm going to try those flip turns more frequently. Lots of times when Jim and I are sharing a lane, if he's there standing like on his interval waiting, I won't do a flip turn because I don't want him to see how bad it is. <laughs> yes. Oh, and by the way, we need Dan Latano asked me at the meet this weekend, how your flip turns were coming. They're getting, we need, better. we need a report. They're right? getting better. I am working on it. I keep looking at videos and like sometimes one in 10, I'll feel like, oh yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Yes. You'll get a hold of one. It's like when you hit a golf ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when you hit a golf ball every now and yeah, then. Yeah. 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 For me, I'm going to say that when I say the words swim, like no one's watching that I'm just going to ha- be loose. For right. me, that means like be loose in the water and be relaxed. And I think when we're swimming relaxed, we're doing better. Okay. Astute listeners out there. We would like for you to email us at hello at championsmojo.com. Or we have a cool new feature on our website. If you go to championsmojo.com, there's a little microphone down in the bottom right corner. You just click that and you speak to your device and it will send a message to us. So if you want to let us know that way too, it might be easier. And tell us what does the phrase Swim like no one's watching. What does that trigger in you? We'd love yeah, to- I love it. I love yeah, it. Maybe we'll share it on a future future show. All right, Maria, thank you for being on another great show with me. And I love you so much. Love you too, Kelly. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Hello again, champions. Thank you so much for making the Champions Mojo podcast your choice to listen to. We really appreciate you supporting this show. And we would be so grateful if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That way other listeners can find us more easily and it will help with our ranking. And remember, swim like no one's watching.